Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. And every week, every day, we see the need for people to fulfill the obligations of that most important political office if America is to remain a free country. It's, it's absolutely right. That's why I said it. <laughs> we only right. deal in truth on the United IE radio show. I think we should my just truth. get that out of the way. My truth. <laughs> but seriously, my name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots. I'm joined in studio by my co-host, Don Dix, also with the uh, Jen and Don Show, heard daily on this station, and sometimes on the morning answer. You did that all, la- all last week. When he wasn't interviewing Michelle Malkin, I am so envious, by the way. You had a chance to interview. You interviewed her for right, the United thanks, Radio we, Show. We, we had her on last week. And just as an aside, I, I do, every week I do a Facebook posts to promote the show. Yes. This, for the one last week, Facebook decided that my post with Michelle Malkin and also with Pastor Tim Thompson regarding the triple X sex education were spam. And, um, Nuh-uh. Hit hit, yep. Really? Really. Now, you post that in any number of places. I do. I, I, was that the same for all of them? Did all, all of them. them? They're, they're all, quote, spam, unquote. Wow. And they've never, done that. They've, they've never done that before for my Unite IE posts. That's like a badge of honor. Yeah. We finally, we've finally gotten, uh, you know, the attention of the algorithms on Facebook. Or, the, or someone there. And, okay, well, we'll just, we'll just call it spam rather than saying we're politically censoring right. you. But let's... Move on to what we intend to talk about. By the way, you should never f- answer a friend request from uh, Hormel. Hormel. Why is that? Because it could be spam. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> just, you know, it just came to me in a blinding flash of, please don't say that. Yes. Now, and before, we, before we break into a chorus of Monty Python, spam, spam, wonderful spam, uh, one, of the, one of the most important issues... I would say an ex- a country and civilizational existential issue is carrot passing on the principles and values of our country and our civilization to the next generation. Yes. And converse to that is we have the Democrat Party and its leftist allies have taken control of the government-run schools and the universities to do just the opposite. Correct. And uh, various people, including uh, Lenin, who had said, give, a, give us the child for eight years and it will be a Bolshevik forever. So they certainly understand the importance of this. And we've, we've talked on the show and also with our sometimes guest, Rebecca Friedrichs, about whether or not the government-run schools can be reformed. That's true. And it is my view that the system is so entrenched, the power is so diffuse, that it is that they are non-reformable. You're and right. The only way is to build new institutions, and the way to do that is with school choice. I'm feeling more and more like Silk of Diamond and Silk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's, it's okay, Don. I remember when I had my first beer too. <laughs> Oh, now, assuming, assuming our guest hasn't hung up on the phone on us, we are pleased to have with us Steve, uh, Steve Smith from the California School Choice 2022 Initiative Committee. And they're trying to do just this, is to bring school choice to California and give the, give the parents the choice. And their motto is, your money, your kids, your choice and so welcome to the, you know, we've, Don and I have wasted enough time and bantered with each other, thinking we're funny, long enough. Welcome to the show. Well, thank 
you very much, uh, Don and Greg, or is it Greg and Don? You can, they're interchangeable. You can use them either way. We just have a good time because you know what? Um, as we're going to dig into this topic, it sometimes things seem so dark that you got to lighten it up a little bit. And, and I believe in what's called politatainment, and um, we do our best at it. Sometimes we fall a little short. Sometimes we're a little short on the attainment <laughs> part of that. Yes. But it's great to have you with us because, as, as Greg and I do agree, um, and we do occasionally disagree, uh, education is one of the most important aspects of passing on the DNA of freedom and liberty and the you know what the founding father the gift that the founding fathers gives us i grew up at a time steve when civics was a critical part of our education it's since been replaced by gender dysphoria education um but be that as it may school choice can be an answer i think and it's great to have you with us to tell us a little bit about this so from your perspective, Steve, tell us what the school choice initiative is. What is it that you guys are hoping to give Californians the opportunity to weigh in on? Well, from the beginning, what we're trying to do is take the control of our children's education and take it away from the bureaucrats in Sacramento and in our public school systems and give it back to the parents. Mm. And you do that by how you decide the money is being distributed to the various schools. Right now it's really quite difficult to even figure out how they do it because every district seems to get a different amount based on somebody's opinion on the value of the incomes of the people living in that community. So, for example, a wealthier community might get less money than uh, a poorer community, but demographics change, but the distribution doesn't, and it's inherently unfair. So we have a vision of changing that to make it as fair as possible so students who are coming from low-income families will have the same chance to put their children in the quality schools that many people do that uh, are very affluent, and it's done in a pretty simple way. What we do is take the entire state budget for K-12 through education from the uh, state of California, divide it by the number of students. This money is now each put in to an educational savings account that is set up for each individual student. Right now, that would come to around $12,000 per student that's in the state budget. Now, the parents, rather than being, as I like to say, trapped by their zip code, and maybe I'll pull back in a second. I, I uh, live in LAUSD area, mm-hmm. Los Angeles Unified School District. And if you're going to school there, you cannot pick the school you go to. You must go to the school in your neighborhood. And some of these schools have even been identified as failure factories. The kids just don't have a chance. They're getting graduation rates of 30%. It's pretty appalling. And what this will allow those parents to do is take their kids out of that school, and if they want to put them, say, in a private school, a parochial school, a charter school, whatever school, my goodness, they could even put them in a public school. Can you believe it? We're really terrible. Let me stop you there, Steve. Let me stop you there, Steve. 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 Yes. We we don't say public schools. Steve, we don't say public schools. We say they are government-run schools. There is as little public as possible (laughs) in the government-run schools. There you go. Oh, my goodness. I mean, if I really... Uh, I, I'm really sorry. This is, this gets so frustrating. <laughs> one gets caught up in one's own words. My goodness. 
Okay. <laughs> Government run schools. Yavos mein Kapitan. There you go. What happens is now they, that money was be used to pay the tuition of those other schools. Now, not all of them cost twelve thousand dollars per student. There's parochial schools that are costing only six or seven thousand uh, dollars per student. Now, guess what happens to the leftover money? Uh-oh. I know Mr. Britton has an idea, Mm-mm. but it accumulates. It stays and accumulates year to year. And when you graduate, that money can be used to pay for a university or vocational training. Wow. So much it like even more interesting if you're a, if more interesting if you're a homeschooler mm-hmm. because they don't have those other expenses they're just paying for books that could be a hundred and twenty thousand dollars waiting for you to send your kids to Harvard when they graduate so much That's the like, idea in a nutshell much like a health savings account that some people have at their work where they can uh, direct money to accumulate uh, of course at work in a in a flexible benefit plan you lose that money at the end of the year but the health savings accounts that you can pair with health insurance that does accumulate year after year for individuals if they choose to go that route this idea would work the same way where the money would come from the state into the into this account and then the parents could decide how to disperse it or even like you said go to a government-run school is that the idea Exactly. So the idea is simply the money follows the student rather than following the school district. It just makes too much sense. I can totally see why the unions would never want that to happen. Well, absolutely. As a matter of fact, you know, the last time this was tried was in the 90s, and uh, the unions put up $30 million to, to fight it. An interesting side result was, however... They lost sight of the charter schools, and because they spent so much money fighting the uh, voucher program that was being proposed at the time, we got charter schools. Interesting. Interesting. So they could uh, they could homeschool with this money and keep it, as you said. So this is this is something that you're hoping will work its way onto the ballot in 2020. That's going to require signatures and uh, effort to get this circulated, correct? Uh, absolutely, but because of the time involved and the number of people that are going to be involved to make it happen, we have uh, delayed our target date until 2022. Okay, all right. Well, we should probably take a break right now At that moment, uh, on that note and honor our sponsors for this half hour. And when we come back, I want to learn more about what the possibility is because this just seems like it's too good to be true. We also have an event coming up in the England Empire on November 2nd that we want to talk about and how people can uh, go to that event and get involved and learn more about school choice. After this word from Ed Hoffman, the man to go to for your real estate lending needs both residential and commercial. Back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590, The Answer. By now, I'm sure you've all been hearing about the fact that mortgage rates have dropped a whole percentage point in the last 12 months. So what does that mean to you? Well, if you own a home, it means we can possibly, one, reduce your payment, two, pull out cash and pay off other bills, and then further reduce your payment, or three, we can possibly reduce the term of your loan and get your home paid off years earlier than you planned. If you're over 62 considering a reverse mortgage, the lower the interest rates are, the more money you get on a reverse mortgage. And if you haven't even inquired about a reverse, you owe it to yourself to investigate this tremendous financing option. So if you're thinking about any of these, the time to act is now. 
For more information, call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 590, the answer. This is Assemblywoman Melissa Melendez urging you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday afternoon at 4 p.m. on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to the Unite Inland Empire radio show, the radio show for the most important political office, that of private citizen. And we're talking about the most important aspect of continuing that uh, most important political office, and that is the education that our kids get in both primary and secondary. Right now, we have Steve Smith on the phone. He is with CaliforniaSchoolChoice.org. If you want to look up for more information about what we're talking about right now, this unique uh, approach to actually dealing with school choice, you can go to the website CaliforniaSchoolChoice.org to get more information about the petition for school choice in California, uh, which Steve is discussing with us right now. It is a revolution, what I would think is a revolutionary idea. Steve, earlier when we were off the air, you were saying that this idea ultimately initially came from a law that Senator Morlock was trying to pass. Um, but he ran into a little bit of difficulty, and you've adopted this in 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 a, in a organizing to get something put on the twenty twenty two ballot. Tell us a little bit about the origination of this. Well, he tried to get it through. He actually submitted it to the uh, legal representation that serves the uh, the Senate. And it cleared muster. It had a couple of items which they questioned, and some of those items are not usable on an initiative because an initiative has to stick to specifically one issue. So we basically cleaned that part up. We have since sent it to, you may know, uh, John Eastman, yes, uh, constitutional attorney, and he's, mm-hmm. he's given us the go-ahead on it. And our next uh, move on that will be presenting it to a state constitutional attorney to get final muster. At that point, when we're ready to go and we have enough people that have signed on that they're interested in having something like this, and that's what's on our petition on our website, and we hope that people go on to our website and sign that so we can stay in touch with them and let the people in Sacramento know that we're we're serious about this. Mm-hmm. Then it actually goes to... An old adversary of mine, uh, this is sort of an interesting coincidence, but in 2010 and 2012, I ran for U.S. Congress against a certain Javier Becerra, who is now Ah. the attorney general for the state of California. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And he's going to be involved at some point, yes. Yes, what uh, what they do is you send it to them for review. And they write a a bias summary for it. Yeah. Exactly. As a matter of fact, I don't know if you saw the one that he just did uh, regarding the separation on Prop 13, where it's going to be a dual system, one for uh, businesses and commercial properties, and a separate one for residences in terms of protecting us for tax. And it became, let's see, the split role. The, the, the bill to help the children, you know, it's to help yeah. the children. Of course. For, for, uni- for, for unicorns and rainbows for everyone. 
Absolutely. Something like that. Because yeah. we know it's, the primary problem with done. education is the fact that they don't have enough money, so they need more money, and an estimated $13 billion, 7 to $13 billion will flow from this brand-new tax on commercial property. Craig? Yes. Uh, right. Some of us in the Redlands Tea Party Patriots have been involved in the in this effort back when we were trying to aim for the 2020 ballot and we're discussing the the drafting of this and this is this is a this is a very difficult and complex process because you have to first draft something that will pass constitutional muster and the u.s supreme court has upheld school choice programs before so that you can do then you got to consider in drafting it the campaign to get it passed and how it will be attacked and the third layer of this and which may be actually the more the most difficult is how to write something that will will actually work if it is passed over the determined effort of the state government of the of many of the courts, the teacher unions, the educational bureaucracy to make it fail. And there's therein lies the harder part of I think of the drafting part of it is to give these new so they so they can't come in and impose for example new requirements they can't come in and say all the requirements that we now have on the government run schools you now have to do those same things in your home school or your or your privately run school so and then you also need to keep the politicians from getting their hands on the money so it's a very it's a very complex three-dimensional or four-dimensional or five-dimensional or six-dimensional chess game in drafting this. And uh, so that's something that uh, hopefully will be addressed and we'll be back in me doing some some meetings and trying to get this thing um, hammered out so we can find all of the loopholes and weaknesses and try to address them in the drafting process. I would say absolutely. And, you know, the, the schools are under attack that they're, if they're not the government schools. A couple of weeks ago, we attended a meeting of the California Charter School Association for the Inland Empire, and I was given an opportunity to discuss what they're doing before they started their, their full presentation. And the whole purpose of this meeting was to uh, have the principals learn how to deal with all the uh, changes uh, that was recently signed that addresses the charter schools that are trying to turn them into public schools and basically put them out of I'm sorry, government schools. There you go. There you go. Get in the habit. (laughs) I'm learning. I'm learning. Well, that's it. That's fascinating. I want to bring in a little bit of a current affair only because Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez this past weekend endorsed Bernie Sanders. And in her endorsement speech, she talked about how her family – had to make financial sacrifices to, this is a childhood story of hers, to leave the Bronx and buy a house in Westchester. Why did they do that? So that she could attend a school in a higher quality district. So here you have Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who is, you know, who believes in socialism, telling a story where her family actually made a move, made financial sacrifices to get her into a better school district, which actually by default made the argument for school choice which i don't think she intended to do but it was a real life story about how somebody who uh is a modern day social justice warrior uh actually acknowledged that you know parents should have choices and that's essentially what your bill gives parents a choice exactly and it does give especially people that shall we say are in underfunding in their lives, and it gives them a chance to get their kids into the same schools 
that the more financially uh, fixed people can go to. They can go to a fine uh, private school now or a fine parochial school. Uh, it, the world is, will change, and we firmly believe that as California goes, so will the rest of the nation. That's hopefully so. Now, I want to come back to uh, what I talked about at the beginning. This, this is not just, oh, we want to improve education, and we certainly do. Because it really is the keystone towards a better future for all of our for all Americans, but this is an existential issue for freedom and our country. That the current government-run schools are doing the opposite of teaching that America is a great country, an exceptional country, not a perfect country, but one that we should all be proud of and want to continue, and doing just the opposite that it is an exceptionally bad country, immoral from the foundation, and no concept of the greatness of our country. They're doing this triple X sex education. So as a way to save the country, as a way to give parents control over not only the academic education of their children, but the moral education of their children. So you don't want your children taught how to use vegetables as sex toys. Well, you're going to have a choice now. And it is... The Republicans are tepid in their support, if at best, most of them. But this is proving this is a very popular issue. Large majorities of Latino and black parents in particular support school choice. Rick DeSantos of the governor of Florida won the governorship in a narrow race last election because of his support for school choice and unprecedentedly high votes and support from black females who were school choice moms. So this really is a very, it's a politically popular issue if the Republicans want to run on it, as well as being an an essential existential issue to survive for our country and maintain our freedom. And you have about a minute and a half, let's see, we've got two minutes maybe for you to respond. Well, absolutely. Basically, we're, we're looking at three issues. The first issue is the one that's constitutional, and that's guaranteeing a limited government, individual freedom, and that is perhaps the heart and soul that we're trying to do. The second level is the failing academic standards that are occurring in our school system based on, for example, how they're changing their methodologies on teaching uh, English, math, reading. Uh, we just saw the test scores coming out of uh, the California Department of education, and not even half the students are testing at grade level right now. And the final issue, which is really getting the parents the most upset, is this issue with the sex education that is coming in. And I heard Jenny Cleason make a remark that was, I I just hit home so much. If your next door neighbor came and talked to your children about what's being taught in the schools, they would be arrested and have to register as sex offenders. Yep. It's a fact. And before we run out of time, we've got to let folks know that on November the 2nd, there is an event that you guys have organized for the Inland Empire where people can learn more about your approach to bringing school choice to California. We've got about 30 seconds here. Steve, could you stay with us for another segment? We want to give your event and your cause at ad- ad- adequate time. So let's. Um, there is a great event coming up, and we want to. Uh, we'll, we'll want to promote that and tell people how they can attend that. I'm just going to give you something in our very last time here. Is this is by the National Association of Educational Assessment, and this is like the national report card. The percentage of people who of high school student seniors that are proficient in history, 
12%, reading 37%, writing 27%, civics 24%, geography 20%, math 25%. And that's after we're spending $686 billion a year on the government-run schools, and that number has per student, after adjusting for inflation since 1970, has more than doubled. So it's not a question of more money on the government-run schools. It's the nature of that institution, which has to change, and school choice is the only way. Stay stay tuned after the break, and we'll have more about school choice and how you can get involved in this effort. Back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590 The Answer. By now, I'm sure you've all been hearing about the fact that mortgage rates have dropped a whole percentage point in the last 12 months. So what does that mean to you? Well, if you own a home, it means we can possibly, one, reduce your payment, two, pull out cash and pay off other bills, and then further reduce your payment, or three, we can possibly reduce the term of your loan and get your home paid off years earlier than you planned. If you're over 62 considering a reverse mortgage, the lower the interest rates are, the more money you get on a reverse mortgage. And if you haven't even inquired about a reverse, you owe it to yourself to investigate this tremendous financing option. So if you're thinking about any of these, the time to act is now. For more information, call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to the United Inland Empire Radio Show, the show for the most important political office, that of private citizen. Probably one of the most important issues in leading our country forward is how our kids view America and what America has accomplished in its short history going forward. The worldview that our children in America take with them from primary education into secondary education is extremely important. Understanding the benefits of having been born with what many people consider to be the the, the lotto ticket of, uh, you know, where you're born, which is being born in America. And, of course, white privilege. Well, then there's that. But it's just being born in America gives, gives you a leg up. But a good education is... And a proper understanding of history and of America is critically important. And what we're finding out, of course, is that nowadays, by the time kids get through college, their brains have been so scrambled about what it is that made America great that they actually believe that America is a country that has committed almost um, in, in sins that we can't ever, you know, compensate for it's except they're taught that it's exceptionally evil yeah slavery we're guilty of slavery we're guilty of uh you know raiding the natural resources of third world countries in order to in in better 
uh, America. Nothing could be more uh, further from the truth. And I think that the topic that we're engaged in today, school choice, is part of correcting that because I think we've lost a generation to public education and higher education. I think that pendulum's about to swing back because you can't keep pouring more money into higher education. Um, you know, we're we're about there now. Now that they're talking about loan for you know forgiving this incredible amount of debt that uh, college graduates have taken on, but giving kids a proper understanding of what the gift of America of being born in this country is so important. I recently have gotten a huge education about the benefits of homeschooling. I used to think homeschooling had a little bit of a taint on it. It was people that were, you know, uh, involved in the sovereign uh, citizen movement that were a little kind of out there in their beliefs. Nothing could be further from the truth. In point of fact, colleges today are courting homeschooled children at higher and higher rates because they realize that homeschooled, just like I've come to learn, homeschooled kids come out of that education process so much better educated and so much better at critical thinking and engaging in in, uh, public discourse than their public school counterparts that universities are now actually preferring to uh, see and, and, and developing programs seeking to in, to get homeschooled children uh, as students. What we're talking about now, which is school choice, would probably set the homeschooled uh, effort uh, on fire. Because if you can keep your kids at home, educate them, and keep the money that the state would have been spending on those, uh, on, on your kids, but who aren't in the public school system, but they get to keep the money. If you get to keep the money, boy, that opens up worlds of possibilities. And right now we have Steve Smith from schoolchoice.org. That's the website. You can go get more information. They've got an event coming up here in the Inland Empire that we want to make sure we tell you about in this in this segment. But, Steve, welcome back to the Unite Inland Empire radio show. Appreciate you being a part of it. Thank you so much. And while you were talking about the homeschoolers, I have to tell you about one of our biggest supportive team members. And she's a homeschooler. And when her son was about seven or eight years old, he came home and says, Mom, I don't want to go back to school anymore. I don't learn anything. And she couldn't understand it. So she went to that school, started looking what they're teaching, and she was so shocked that she took both her kids out of school and became a homeschool mom. She has a daughter who just turned 15. She just took her high school equivalency test, and she is now enrolled in college without ever attending high school because she was already ahead of the high schoolers. That's what I'm. That's what I'm hearing are the results of homeschooling. I've talked to homeschool parents, interviewed about 60 of them at the Christian Home Educators. Uh, convention that happened in Pasadena this uh, past July, I tell you what, I was so impressed with these kids and the families and their commitment to education. And the, the, the real interesting byproduct, and I didn't even think about this until I started talking to parents, is that 
families actually go on an education journey together because there's a lot of topics that even the parents aren't schooled in. Like, for instance, the the classics, the lit- literature, when they take their kids through a curriculum of exploring the classic literature books, many of the parents never read them. They're actually reading and studying them together. And the bonding uh, that happens in the, the the shared educational journey is something that families who send their kids to public schools completely miss out on. It's an amazing uh, opportunity for families to have this together time that they normally wouldn't. I remember coming home from public school. My mom would say, how was school today? I'd fine. Like, fine. <laughs> What'd you learn? Oh, you know, I, I don't remember. Whatever. Did you do your homework? Um, you know, I'm... And, and it was such a detached process from my parents that um, I actually feel like based on what I learned that these homeschoolers are going through, I think I missed out on a lot by not having that experience personally. And there's a lot so of... Yeah, absolutely nailed it. I, I've seen that again and again. But I think it's time that we talk about what's happening November 2nd yes. at Riley's Farm in Oak Glen, uh, a week from Saturday, a week from today. Uh, November 2nd. It's in Oakland. I would recommend getting there sometimes before 3 o'clock, but we start at 4 o'clock. We have a panel of uh, experts, and we have a featured speaker, and there's dinner. The featured speaker is a person you know very well, Rebecca Friedrichs. She is amazing. She has really parlayed her public action on the... uh Supreme Court case that she had, Friedrichs versus the CTA, into um, an incredible level of activism, educating us about really the role that the unions are, have played in you know shifting the curriculum and uh, into, among other things, this uh, comprehensive sexual education. Great choice of speakers. So that's November 2nd. November 2nd at Riley's Farms, and you can go to californiaschoolchoice.org, click on events, and there'll be a link to this. It'll show all the other speakers, and I think they would probably want you to RSVP or pay in advance so they know how many dinners to prepare. The cost is $25, and Riley's Farms is just a great place to go out there anyways. Great setting for oh, this. It is. Wow. Oh, it is. Great and, choice. Uh, they, they, they have great food out there, so that's uh, so that's, that's definitely worth your while. And uh, it's a way to get involved in the cause and, su- and support this vital cause. So we hope to see as many people there as, as, as possible. And it's going to be a great experience if you get there early with your family because they do those revolutionary era recreations and the buildings are that way and the people who work there dressed in colonial clothing. And I believe if you get there, you actually might see a Revolutionary War reenactment. Great idea, Steve. This is a way for you to parlay an important educational opportunity uh, and an activism opportunity with a great day out for the family. Because the the folks, Jim James Riley, the folks at Riley Farm, do an amazing job of uh, both the Revolutionary War reenactment and uh, just providing a great full day of fun on their farm. Um, you know, their apple pies are second to none. Uh, it's a great day. What a great location for this. And guess what? There's even apple picking. Apple season is still in place. I think it's the, the Granny Smith and the Pippins are the ones that are just coming due as we are speaking. And there might be a chance that, oh, maybe 
Patrick Henry might show up in the hey. guise of James Riley. Hmm. <laughs> he is give such me, a great guy. Give me liberty or give me death. Yes. it's a. I, I love that speech. I don't know about you. I thought it turned yep. America. It, but this is the event. It's going to be a fabulous day. The weather is looking to be just incredibly beautiful. Uh, the, the dinner will be your choice of chicken or tri-tip cooked on the outdoor barbecue grills they have over mm. at the packing shed. That's a building that will be indoors. There'll be tables, chairs. There's a theater. We're going to have lights, a sound system, because they do theatrical events there. I, I just can't express what a beautiful place it is, what a great environment. Go, learn, learn about school choice, learn about what's happening in our schools, and learn about the options you have to truly change California. Not only that, it's a great opportunity to just commiserate with like-minded people. I find one of the things that people say is, I had no idea how many people feel like I do. Going to an event like this gives you the opportunity to spend a day with people that share your values and share your faith. Uh, so definitely make November 2nd a part of your plans. Get out there and have a great time, um, you know, just with, with you know, your family and other families. Right. We've all heard Ronald Reagan's famous line is that uh, freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. And I think we're about halfway through that generation. And he also said that if we forget what we did, we won't know who we are. A warning of an eradication of the American memory that could ultimately result in erosion of the American spirit. And he's right on. And that is conscious, deliberate strategy by the Democrat Party, the teacher unions, and their left and their leftist allies. Is you know, from our generation, if we said thirty seconds over Tokyo, we would all know what that referred to. The daring raid early in World War II when the outnumbered, uh, outgunned U.S. Navy launched a, a bombing attack on the Japanese home island. But how, well, what do you suppose, what percentage of students in the government-run schools, graduating seniors, would have any clue to what 30 seconds over Tokyo or who would, be, or would know who Patrick Henry is or have ever heard the phrase, give me liberty or give me death? And if you want your children to know those things, the only way it's going to happen is if you get them out of the government-run schools. And while some parents can afford that, a lot of them can't, especially when there's two parents working. And school choice is the only way that's going to happen. So go to CaliforniaSchoolChoice.org. Click on the Events tab. That will take you to a series of events that are coming up. Uh, right at the top is the School Choice Town Hall with Rebecca Friedrichs. You click on that, and it'll take you to a page that describes more of what's going to go on and gives you an opportunity to RSVP, buy your tickets. It includes a barbecue dinner, a great day. Do it. Just do it. Just do it. Get out there and see the folks. And Steve, are you going to be there? I will be there. Oh, by the way, I was just thinking, we don't have an MC. Uh, Greg, can you think of anybody with initials of DD that might make a good person to uh, act as an MC for this event? Oh, boy. 
Well, I'll tell you what. Let's talk offline about that. I am honored that you would think of me. And so the date is November 2nd. It's a school choice town hall. Rebecca Fiedrich's the featured speaker, but uh, there's a whole list of other speakers. It's a great day. Go to CaliforniaSchoolChoice.org to get your tickets. Click the events tab, and we will be back with more on the Unite IE Radio Show after the break. After this word from All-Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of rock and roll. Back after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. This is Senator Mike Morrell asking you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday at 4 o'clock on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. Take your blood pressure, folks, because what we're getting ready to talk about is bound to drive your blood, particularly if you're driving. No pun intended. Is going to drive your blood pressure up. Oh, pun intended. Pun intended. Absolutely. And that's and that and that is our that is our next topic. As you see, gas prices climbing ever higher, and they have now reached record heights. And the and the difference between the gas price in California and the gas prices in the rest of the country has now reached a record difference because of the taxes and various regulations that drive up the price of gas in California. So, um, Gavin Newsom. Seeing that, um, you know, maybe a little bit worried about the recall petition that's now being circulated to, to recall him from, from office, has ordered an investigation into why gas prices in California are so high and so much higher than the rest of the country. Great headline and with it, the Los Angeles Times. Governor Newsom. Oh, sorry. Greg's looking at me like I just stole something from him. Do it. Okay. Go for it. I'm not going to do it now. No. You're not? No. no. I, what, the next line is, in a related story, uh, Captain uh, Louis Renault has ordered an investigation into gambling in Casablanca. <laughs> <laughs> Go figure. Governor Newsom is shocked. He's I'm shocked. shocked. There's high gas prices going on here. He is shocked. According to an L.A. Times article, that's the headline on, I guess it's an op-ed piece. I don't know because I can't pull it up because I've exceeded the number of articles that L.A. Times allows me to pull up on a monthly basis without a subscription. Do you have that one up? I, I, do, not ha- I do not have that article up, but just as a, just as a, as a little um, uh, life hack, I found that when you reach that limit, yes. if, you, if you go to a different browser... Ah, it gives you a it gives you a new brand new. I got a brand new ten uh, article limit. Yes. Okay. Well, you heard it here first on Unite IE Radio. How to how to a workaround, a hack, a life hack to get to get an extra ten articles out of the LA Times without having to subscribe. I yeah. love it. Yeah. I mean, so sometimes they they have something worthwhile reading, but not worthwhile enough to give money to 
propagandists for the Democrat Party. Exactly. I, I refuse to give them money, so I, I just you know live with the limit, and I figure I can get my information elsewhere, like as in the Orange County Register, which has an opinion piece saying California's policies drive up gas prices, but Newsom wants you to look the other way. He wants to find you the, the enemy. They, uh, of course, those evil oil companies. And they're evil, you know, the fossil fuel companies are evil, except, of course, when children of Democrat politicians get to serve on the boards of right. fossil fuel companies. Well, the, the, the most, uh, you know, gas prices, yes, they're high. Newsom wants to investigate it. He's asked uh, Javier Becerra to do so. But the most infuriating thing to me is the executive order that Newsom signed redirecting $5 billion a year away from highway projects. In fact, he's canceled three highway projects in order to move the money towards rail project, bike paths, and other uh, improvements of uh, uh, other issues. And we were told that this money would be in a lockbox, Greg. I seem to remember that. It wasn't that long. I'm, I'm old enough to remember back to the election of 2018 that is, is you had to vote against repealing their gas tax because we needed all this money to uh, repair our roads, which are nearly, even though we have the highest gas taxes in the country, we have nearly the worst roads in the country. Well, exactly. And in, in true to form, California feels like the solution to every problem is just more taxes. They need more money in order to fix it. And that's exactly how this gas tax thing got started. I remember holding a Yes on Six rally at the Dos Lagos Mall in Corona and having a Teamsters bus a mobile home, a motor home with that was wrapped in this nice big logo. This $250,000 Teamster bus showed up with a bunch of Teamsters. They took our Yes on Six signs, threw them in the street, put up their No on Six signs. And I went out there and I said, where were you guys when the state of California was spending the money on things other than road improvements that put us in this position? They wouldn't even talk to me. They were directed by their handler. Ignore that guy. Mm-hmm. They were there for one purpose and one purpose only to disrupt our rally. And that's exactly what they did. Marching around with their noisemakers like like uh, so many men, you know, the y- song YMCA, the village people. They literally look like the village people walking around our event. Actually, the Democrat Party is the pillage people. The pillage people. That's very good. That's not, very not, good. not original, but, but, but it fits. And, and see, but in addition to the highest gas tax, California has the highest state income tax, high, highest state sales tax, highest capital gains tax, seventh highest corporate income tax, the eighth highest property taxes on single family homes, the highest development impact fees, the second highest workers' compensation insurance rates, the second highest paid teachers in the government-run schools, the second highest cost of owning a car, which includes those high gas prices, median home prices are 2.4 times the median, the national median home price, and of course our electric rates, 56% higher for residential, 68% higher for commercial, and 117% higher for national, for, for, I'm sorry, for industrial than the national average. Cost of living, 51% higher than the national average. And uh, this, this, is, this is what you get when the Democrat Party governs your state, your country, your nation, your city. Not to mention, you got people, streets in Los Angeles, San Francisco, and other cities have become open sewers. 
because of the Democrat Party and their policies. And as if your blood pressure probably wasn't already high enough, Californians, as Greg just pointed out, pay the highest gas tax in the nation. Uh, We pay the highest gas prices, most of which is taxes. Now, Newsom's latest road plan for California eliminates two important highway expansion projects on vital freight corridors in the Central Valley. His executive order, N-1919, signed September 20th, directing the already controversial gas tax money away from fixing local highways in favor of rail projects. That's what this executive order does. Assemblyman Jim Patterson recently explained that this 2020 transportation plan are two projects that would have increased stretches of Highway 99 from four to six lanes in the Central Valley, where there are bottlenecks created at these sections along major freight corridors. And instead of building capacity on our highways to move people and freight, Newsom is funding pet rail projects throughout the state with money that was originally intended, gas tax money originally intended to fix these roads. Which comes back to where we talk about the most important political office is... Yeah, when they send out a slick mailer saying the money's going to be used for the roads, don't believe them. Do your own research, and you would know that under Proposition 6, they were free to divert the money into anything else that they wanted to, and they didn't have to be spent on the roads. But enough Californians were deceived by the description, the, the, uh, the deceptive description of the initiative and not doing enough of their own research such that now you're paying the highest gas taxes, but the money is being diverted into other things. Patterson says Governor Newsom's promise not to forget about the Central Valley is full of hot air and his diversion of gas tax funds being siphoned off to fund his pet projects is starving these crumbling rail uh, highway highways in the Central Valley where it's a major transportation corridor. It is, and we understand, and this is, we don't have enough time to delve into it deeply. Their goal is to get as many of us, of we the people, out of our cars and onto buses or bikes as possible. Of course, they will never take the bus. Gavin Newsom and Democrat state legislators will never take the bus. That's for us. Yeah, I mean, they, they they live lives separate and apart from the lives that the, their constituents live, and they have no direct connection to the needs that people have in order to commute from their jobs in the Inland Empire out to Orange County. So if, if you don't like this, LA County. what you can do immediately is sign the petition to recall Gavin Newsom. You can go to org and find out where they're signing petitions, or you can download on, on legal-sized paper and sign it and mail it in, a petition to recall Gavin Newsom, and you can do that right now and uh, help fulfill those obligations of the most important political office. And that's going to do it for us on the Unite Inland Empire Radio Show, heard every Saturday at 4 o'clock on AM 590 The Answer. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll.
951-279-9161. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event. Heard weekends here on AM590 The Answer. Let me talk to you seniors for a moment. Have you been hearing people talk about reverse mortgages and wondering what those are all about? Let me make it simple for you. A reverse mortgage is exactly the same as any other mortgage with one exception. You don't have to pay monthly payments if you don't want to. You still get a monthly statement and you can send in payments if you want to. They're just not required. So your next question is, where does that leave my kids when at some point I pass away? Did I just give their inheritance to the bank? The answer is no. Your kids will inherit the same amount as they would have otherwise with the exception of anything that you want or anything that you need between now and your final day on earth. If this sounds like something that might enhance your retirement years and you want to talk to someone who can make it just that simple, call me toll free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. And listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturday mornings at 10, Saturday nights at 9, and Sunday mornings at 8 o'clock right here on AM590 The Answer. AM590 The Answer.